Okay, okay. Hebrews 6, start from 13. Verse 13. Yes, thank you. For when God made the promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Okay. Now it's all about swearing, right? Mm -hmm. And so God made a promise. The Sorry. promise necessitated an oath. An oath needed to be made, and so he had to swear. Because in making an oath, you have to swear, right? When you go to court, for example, you're asked to lay your hand on the Bible or a Quran or whatever religion. The authority upon which your faith lies. For us, you put your hand on your Bible and you swear on that because you're saying that that word is a higher authority. And because you're swearing on that, you're making that oath on this higher authority you are invariably saying that whatever proceeds from your mouth is the truth. So you see, this earthly courts require something that is done in the spiritual. Before the courts of the earth started doing it, it already used to take place in the spirit. God himself swore. But unlike us, men who have to do that on a Bible, and by doing it on the Bible, we're saying that God is the highest authority because we all believe that Every word in the Bible is the infallible word of God. So we are swearing not just by the word of God, but by God himself, because we believe he is the highest authority. That's why we say things like, oh, this is the Bible truth. It is based on God's word. We're saying he's the highest authority. And what is coming out of us is as true as this authority is true. Everybody that has to swear would do so by a higher authority, by one greater than himself. But in the case of our God, there is none greater than him. So he couldn't swear by any other being or any other authority higher than who he was or who he is because he's the highest of the highest. So he swears by himself. Next verse, please, Linda. 14, saying... Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Okay, so how important was it for God to swear to Abraham on himself that in blessing he was going to bless Abraham? God wanted to make it so clear that Abraham, you are a blessed man. He wanted a blessing to be on this man that would transcend beyond him to generations after him. It was a lasting blessing that will go on and on and on and on to the lives who come after Abraham. As long as they proceed from his lions. In that day, it was the blessings that the Israelites are partaking of. But through Christ Jesus, we all became part of that blessing, part of that covenant that God had with Abraham. So for a blessing to be effective beyond time, beyond seasons, on to eternity, it necessitated that God would place an oath on that blessing. God will make sure that it is unbreakable. It is unstoppable. It is endless, just like he is. Just like God is unbreakable, unshakable, unstoppable, unchanging. This blessing has to be hinged on the personhood and the nature of God. So you and I are part of a blessing that is hinged upon the nature of God. So as true and as mighty and as wholesome 
and as everlasting and eternal as God is, so are you blessed. God wanted to make it known to all the heirs of promise that they were blessed. Next verse, please. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Wow. So, Abraham's part in this covenant was to patiently endure to obtain the promise. Mm. Not just for himself, but for us all. Next verse, please. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all disputes. Wow. So God is establishing a point right here. So I want you to read. Can you just read 13 and 16 together? Read 13. Once you stop, read 16 again. Let it be that they are merged together. I'm going to read the Aramaic translation. I'll merge both of them. Mine says, when God made a promise to Abraham, because there was none greater than himself by whom he could swear, he swore by himself. For men swear by one who is greater than themselves. And in every dispute, in every dispute, among them, the true settlement is by oaths. If there's a dispute... Abraham, if you ever have a dispute concerning my promise, if anybody comes at you and says that you don't deserve this blessing, mm. if there's a dispute concerning your blessing, the God of all the earth has entered into a covenant with you and is sealing it with an oath because an oath is required to settle whatever dispute whether it is in the physical realm, whether it's among your family members or your brothers or your sisters, whether it is in the spirit realm. If the kingdom of darkness is disputing your blessing, God has settled it by making an oath. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's a settlement. God knew that there will be dispute. There will be questions. There will be accusations. There will be things that will come at us. There will be people that will question. There will be authorities that will question your qualification for that blessing. That will say you are undeserving because of this and this. Because your father did this in the bloodline. Because you did this. Because of the choices you made. But because you have come through the blood of Jesus and accepted Jesus into your life. You are part of a blessing. It settles all of it because God had to make an oath to settle who questions your eligibility for a blessing. Amen. Wow, that's deep. Amen. An oath brought about a settlement concerning your blessing. See, God mm. wants us to have this assurance. And just like Abraham, be patient to obtain that promise. Because verse 16, it says, Abraham patiently waited to obtain that promise. And as a daughter of Abraham, as a son of Abraham, you will patiently obtain that promise. Every one of you. And remember that promise lasts for generations. It's transferable to your children and your children's children. Grandma is right there holding her baby and listening to this teaching. There's an oath that Sarai right there, is part of a blessing that God had to swear for her mm. to inherit. Mm. So you speak that over your children. Speak that over your grandchildren. 
speak that over your genealogy so that if your child ever makes a mistake in life and the enemy begins to dispute his qualification, his or her qualification for a blessing, the voice of God and the promise of God will show up for your child. In the midst of that dispute, it was settled. It required an oath. And the oath God made by swearing upon himself settles it. Your son, mm. your grandchildren are blessed. Amen. And one of you, your spiritual names right there is mother of blessed children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a mother of blessed children right here, right now. Yes, we do. <laughs> because he knows there are times it will not feel like we're blessed at all. <laughs> so when rulers, principalities, powers swear, who do they swear by? <laughs> who said that? Who said that? <laughs> who said by God? Is it Kim? Kim. Yay, Kim! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. That is beautiful. They do. Do you guys believe that? Prayers do not have an oath backing it from God. Yeah, but when you swear, you have to swear by higher power. Right? That's People true. go to court and they swear by higher power and they lie, right? Mm -hmm. And the higher power is God. Yeah, the higher power is God. You know what, Nadia, when I was growing up, I was raised as a Southern Baptist. My, my, my aunt, they never, if we ever swore, we almost got a whip and we were never supposed to swear. And we are going to go there, Valerie, just hold that. We are not supposed to swear. We're going to get there. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Let's go right in. Your grandparents were right. Your parents were right because we are not supposed to swear. The devil triggers us to swear, but God does not want us to swear. And how do we know God does not want us to swear? Matthew 5, 33 to 37. And I will read. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. See, Mata, this also brings in the part you were saying. You bring your oaths to the Lord. Demonic principalities and powers, they don't swear to the Lord. They only use a higher power because you have to swear by, right? God swore by. Principalities and powers swell by a higher power. So if he's a lesser demon, he can swear by the anointed cherubim, the fallen one, Satan as we know him, Lucifer as we know him, Leviathan as we know him. But who will Satan swear by? So they use the name to wield an oath, to wield a covenant that is negative, that is evil. So they use the name of the Lord to do evil things. So when people of God would swear in times of old, they would swear by the Lord and it was wrong because God just wanted us to. In verse 34 of Matthew 5, he continues, but I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, remember, neither by. 
So neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. Because even when you say, I'm swearing by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God. And God does not want you to do that. Because these are things that principalities and powers indulge in, nor by the earth. For it is his footstool, so don't even swear by the earth, nor by Jerusalem. For it is the city of the great king. So don't swear by anything, basically. Because these are things we will consider that are higher than us. So we might be tempted to swear by these things. Nor shall you swear by your head. <laughs> because you cannot make one hair white or black. So it's about wielding power that the demonic realm does. And God doesn't want us to be about that. Wow. But let your yes be yes. And your no, no. For whatever is more than this is from the evil one. That's what that came from. Wow. You know, you, our grandparents and, our, and mostly our grandparents, because we heard it from our mother, but it came from the grandparents. They do things that they did things back then, but we didn't really know where it came from. They just said, don't swear. I didn't know it was out of the scriptures, and that's, that's where it came from. Yeah, somebody read their Bible then. Somebody read their Bible then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Knowledge is power. Yeah. So, Mata, going back to what you were saying, and thank you, Kim, for saying that they swear by God, I want you to know that having met people who have left the occult and heard what they do, I want you to know that some curses, in order for you to be effective, they would use the name of God. Mm. Because the only reason any being exists is because God has allowed it to exist. We are not supposed to swear as people of God. The devil will trigger us. The thing is, he doesn't want you to feel confident in your word. Oh, did you actually do this? All of that is like taunting you to do what he does. And so people will be like, I think they would. Lick their tongue yeah, or something. The mouth, the nose, and then the finger up or something of that. See, that's by their nose and their lips. That's what God said. Don't even use your head, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these wow. things, yeah, you think it was just in a certain culture. Well, we come from a culture that did it too. And these things were done in Jesus' day. They still are done today. So wow. if you're blessed with grandma that says don't do it then. Don't do it. Yeah, you've not opened some doors to the demonic because Satan sure does it. And so he wants the people of God to do it too. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the... <laughs> The support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies, some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, Hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. 
So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gifts of the Spirit.